welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley McRoberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is, Nicholas. And it's also about our lives. Folks, do us a favor. Rate us five stars on the Apple Podcast app. Uh, write a little nice review. It will help us immensely. We're trying to get to 100 <laughs> reviews. By before, the end of the year. Before the apocalypse. And I'll tell you what, just uh, you know, uh, now that I've mentioned the apocalypse, it's a good time to plug what else we got going on, which is our Patreon. We got bonus episodes, two bonus episodes a month for $5 a month on our Patreon.com forward slash reality blows. Ash, why don't you tell the folks about what... Uh, what podcast we just dropped on that Patreon the other day? We just dropped a very special, maybe I will call it a conceptual podcast. Um, it was a compilation of Nick and I before a big live comedy show that I was hosting during the comedy show and after the comedy show. It's called Ashley Explains How to Survive the Apocalypse. And it's a bunch of, uh, you know, um, clips from before in between and after nick was that good no i don't think that was a good <laughs> i really don't i think you're eaten... better at describing things with your words I, I'll, I'll be honest i think we've both eaten too many carbs today to do a podcast but we're gonna push through i was so hungry on my way home <laughs> and um you know people you guys don't you probably know this that people sell snacks you know yeah, stores underground no on the oh, train okay. When you're waiting for the train, there's like little, there'll be like a little metal hut you can buy chips from. Yeah, it's a store. There's a it's little, not there's a like store. a little, that's there's a, a little... stretch of the word store. But I bought some pretzels that were, I don't know, 45 years old and it started to hurt my stomach. And I was like, this isn't going to work. I need real food. So you went and got pizza. I got the best dang pizza <laughs> I ever had. You ever had that white slice yeah. at, um, with this like gorgonzola cheese they use at sauce and soda? Uh, I don't know if I have. It was good, but it immediately put me to sleep. They started waking me up. They were like, ma'am, you got to leave. Ma'am. Ma'am, ma wake up. Ma'am, you got to go record a podcast. You got to go uh, half-ass a podcast. Then I start walking down the street. Nick's like, are you bringing me pizza? Because <laughs> <laughs> I am also on the carb train the past couple of days. My life is not, I wouldn't say in shambles, because I mentioned that on a false start of doing this podcast. Just I hope before you save to... all of our false starts. No. And we can just get, we could just string them <laughs> together. I mean, that's a Patreon episode, a hundred false starts. Speaking of our Patreon, let me, let me actually clean up what Ashley was trying to I say I think before. I did a great job. You said compilation. That makes it sound like it was from like a whole bunch of other times. Like a compilation is a disjointed amount of okay, things. Okay, well, it was jointed. So what Ashley and I did for our second, Ashley, let, wait for it. Our second podcast of February, our second blowness episode of Which February. Which is our fourth uh, blowness episode total. Of all time. So if you pay five bucks right now, you get four apps. Four friggin' apps. And we're going to keep coming out. Uh, twice a month, we'll throw out blowness episodes for you guys on that Patreon. And you really get a peek behind the curtain. I'm talking dirty secrets. Dirty <laughs> secrets. But on this particular one, uh, Ashley had a solo show she put together. Pretty much. She had some guests on the show. Yeah, I guess I'm having a hard time selling the show or sell, t telling what the idea of the Patreon episode is because I've been thinking about this show for so long and now it's finally over and yeah. so my brain is kind of like bleh. Ashley does like a series of shows at a, a great venue in Brooklyn called Union Hall and uh, it's where Ashley explains something to the audience in a very funny way and this one was Ashley explains how to survive the apocalypse and on our Patreon we get like you get like 30 minutes of the actual show yeah it's wild and it's a lot of fun it's a funny show uh, it was sold out uh, I was there I was in attendance and then on the way to the show Ashley and I did a little pre-podcast and on the way back we did like a little post-podcast oh yeah and so if you want to hear what it's like living in New York City 
city, doing live comedy, going to the venue, coming home, being in a couple, being in a car. We were in a car. Mm-hmm. Um, then check out our podcast. Having your friend call you out on stage for bringing up a particular television show too many times. Who's that friend? Joe you'll, Firestone. Oh, I was going to oh. say, you have to pay five <laughs> bucks, but it was Joe Firestone. You just said it. Um, and we talked some reality TV. I should say right now that there are going to be spoilers ahead folks because we have finished well we are up to date on the i I gotta say international hit love is blind i mean wild runaway you know banger (laughs) (laughs) wild (laughs) ashley you know what let me do most of the talking on this one okay you just hang back all right you're you're a pretty girl hang back with that pretty face how dare you i'm gonna talk a little bit i just need a nap after pizza a nap it's 8 45 (laughs) p.m That's just called going to sleep. It's a runaway hit, y'all. It's a hit. It's a banger. So Love is Blind, if you're not caught up, then you're not going to want to listen to the beginning of this podcast. And if you're not caught up, what are you doing? So caught up meaning through the weddings, because obviously there's a reunion coming up this Thursday, and I can't wait, but Ashley and I want to talk about it before the reunion actually hits, because we kind of feel like, or at least I do, is when a reunion happens on a television show and you haven't really talked that much about the television show, you kind of just talk about the reunion this is my biggest problem with our southern charm recaps is that i feel like when the three of us get together talking me you julia johns we're all coming off hot from the reunion everybody wants to talk about the topics that were brought up at the reunion and we're forgetting the overall tone of the entire season because the tone completely changes once always the reunion changes. happens these always. people have already seen the show they're like not in show mode anymore yes. it's like you're dealing with different human beings and i can only imagine based on the events that unfolded at the weddings, that that's what you're going to get at this reunion. And honestly, I'm all for it, but I would like to digest what I saw. Yeah, digest the season. And talk to you guys about it a little bit because it's honestly one of the most fantastic reality shows I've watched maybe ever. I Did really you love it more it. than The Circle? Uh, right now, I'm, all, I'm like, all I'm in up. love is blind mode. And The yeah. Circle seems great, but... Thinking back on the circle, like nothing fucking happens on I the know. circle at all. I so know. it is incredible. I mean, that's the charm of the circle is like nothing happens, but it seems so compelling and it's so fun to watch. There were more episodes of the circle. Also, the people were in general more likable on the circle. Yeah. Oh, these people on the goddamn Love is Blind television They're program. They're dogs. Awful human <laughs> beings. I'd love to talk a little bit about these humans. I mean, are we going to talk about that right now? Or are yeah, we wait I, a I have bit? something. No, let's just get into it. So before I do that, because I will forget, we also are caught up on Survivor. So we've watched three episodes of Survivor, and we're going to talk Survivor season 40, Winners at War, spoilers as well. But uh, Love is Blind, Ash. I mean, it's... Um, Okay, I have a story for well, you. I have a question for you. Oh, God. Before the story. <laughs> okay. Did you like it more than The Circle? Because mm. you loved The Circle as much mm. as I did. Yeah, I think that uh, this is really, really tough. Shit. I didn't know you were going to put me on spot oh, like this. Oh, my God. You, she's sweating, guys. <laughs> I think it's because of the pizza, but still. I'm going to go with um, The Circle. You like The Circle more. I think The Circle, I'm just... The Circle made me laugh more. I'm usually in it for the laughs. Um, yeah, but what about sheer can't look at the fucking television because you're cringing so much? Love is blind. There's too much cringe happening. But I will say that out of the two of us, you and you and I, I've definitely done the most deep diving into uh, these people's lives. I'm sure of it than you have. Yeah. And I also feel like just Lauren and Cameron, their love alone 
might have been better than the circle as a whole. Wow, Lauren and Cameron, I mean, they're really I've bounced back and forth on whether or not I feel like they're America's couple or Can I tell the you creepiest the story? couple in the world. I have a story. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so I was at the gym, okay? And I was uh, as you know, I'm doing this couch to 5k situation, yes. right? And so I was I was running and I'm very self-conscious about running because I'm sure I'm doing it wrong. Does anybody know how to run? Can you tell me how to do it? Yeah, you shouldn't. I saw Ashley run the other day. Arms flailing in the air. <laughs> you wiggle your hips. Uh, you jump up and down. No, I've been watching YouTube videos on how to run, but I just know that I'm doing it wrong. It can't be right. So I, I'm running. I'm feeling very self-conscious. And then this, this uh, runner gets next to me on the treadmill. I can tell she's a runner. You know when you get the profile of someone next to you on a machine? Thin. Exactly. <laughs> and I was like, oh, she knows what she's doing. I usually try and distance myself from the thin people on the treadmills. Yeah, of course. I'm always on the fat side of the gym. That's where I want to be. That's where the ellipticals are. I just want to be, well, in, on the treadmill world, I try and get to with the chubby people over 60. That's my demographic. So uh, the way the, our plan of fitness is laid out, there's three rows of treadmills. Where do the fat people, where do the chubby um, over 60s hang? Back. In the back. In the back. But sometimes... Because they just, don't want all the skinny people looking at them. Right. Yeah. But sometimes it just shakes out that you are in the front row. Oh, and that's what happened to terrible. me on this day. Terrible. Because I went at a bad time. I went at like 6.30. So this this runner gets next to me and um, they they keep looking over at my, uh, my screen. And I start to feel like, um, you know, shit. I am running incorrectly. And they can tell. They're like looking at my stats, how far I've run and the time and the way I'm running. And they they know, they're reading me as as I have done something wrong. Do you know this feeling? That I'm Where you feel about? like you're being watched and you feel like you're being judged. I, I felt less that I was being judged and more that... Um, something i was doing was incorrect <laughs> yeah I, I understand the feeling um i don't think i've had that experience at the gym okay so i decided se. to take off my headphones and i'm like i decide i go i go to myself in my mind i go okay ashley just take her advice okay she's gonna teach you how to run this is your time you're you know a certain age in your 30s someone's got to teach you how to run at some point so i take off my headphones and i look at her and she goes i love that show and I'm wow. watching Love is Blind on yep. my phone. There and I'm like, oh, my God, I love it, too. And then I proceeded to talk to her for, like, I don't know, five or ten minutes about the show. I think she's listening to this podcast. What up, Sam? Um, because <laughs> I told her about the podcast. And, you know, she had very um, – it was just – it was so great to connect with someone over this show. Because this is the first time – in a long time that I'm watching something and it feels like the rest of the nation is watching it. I know it, it is uh, interesting to be up to date on stuff. And like when you're actually walking around hearing people talk about it yeah. or, or a lot on, on social media, your friends are, are tweeting pictures of things and you're like, Oh shit. Like I'm actually one episode past this. And I, I know that you're about to have an exciting time on the next episode. Normally we're behind on stuff. And normally we're behind, yeah. but even with the circle, we were watching that pretty much real time. Not necessarily. Everything had dropped by the time we started watching. Okay, it. Even with the challenge, we're watching that right. real time, but, but no, no one's, one's watching, watching it. it. Yeah. So it just felt very exciting to have her be like, I love 
love that show and then for us to talk about it and all of our predictions about the wedding and then who we thought who was going to get married and who wasn't and then she was telling me that um if I like this show that you and I should watch Married at First Sight I've seen an episode of Married at First Sight that's a lot more serious okay well I looked into it and they have the same executive producer oh so that's pretty interesting Love is Blind is way more of like a trash heap that's that's interesting that they're being produced by the same people. I think the next show that you and I are going to have to crush is Cheer. Yeah, Cheer I, for I think sure. That's cheer, it. For cheer sure. I think it's a docu-series, wink, wink, whatever that means. Yeah, but I'm just but, talking to Sam about this show. I'm making like a real-life human connection on the freaking treadmill at Planet Fitness. Um, I got her to pull up the old podcast app. I was like, I, I was like, can I talk about this on the pod? She was like, yeah. And she's like, what's your podcast? I think she might have subscribed to us. Well, review our podcast. <laughs> We're trying to get to 100 reviews before the end of the apocalypse. But it just felt so good to be to bond with a stranger over this show i know it is it is really nice i mean i've I've also been tr- pushing most people that i talk to on a daily basis which is not many people have My, you talked to any strangers about the show no strangers but i i, I had um coffee with um our our good friend uh neil uh, yes. stastny yes um, and uh he is not a reality television show fan that's why he hasn't been on our podcast but um, I was like, listen, if you want to just crush something and just see what the fuck is up, go ahead and check out Love is Blind. It's just addictive and a lot of fun. It's like candy. Just like eat it up. Chew it up, my friend. Well, here are some predictions. Oh, I remember one thing that Sam said. Yes. And um, so, you, she, so you so you met this Sam before the weddings? Yes, before the wedding. Good, and we were good. talking about who was going to get married and By who wasn't. By the way, here, here are the spoilers, folks. Here are the spoilers. And she said that she thought that Kelly and Kenny were going to make it. And I said I did not because they hadn't boned yet. I yes. find that very suspect. I just feel like you're not going to marry someone you haven't gone to pound town with. You what know, pound town, Ashley. You eat one <laughs> slice of pizza, and all of a sudden you're a plumber from Queens. Pound town. I'm just saying, you got to know, you know, the motion of the ocean. You got to feel the stroke to know whether or not you want to have it for the rest of your life. Well, we've been date. We've been. We're engaged. We haven't. We haven't had sex. That's yet. different. We're different. <laughs> I know that God picked you for me, so I don't have to. Every day I buy one one way ticket to Pound Town (laughs) at at my local uh, bus station, and the bus never shows up. I found these two to be so boring. Kelly 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 and 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 Kenny. Kenny Kenny and Kelly. Kelly and Kenny. Just because every scene that they would have, he would always be like, oh my God, the beach is so nice. And then she'd be like, yeah, the water is really nice. And then he'd be like, Oh, it's so nice to have a picnic. And they just were so boring to me. And also, Kelly just always seemed a little suspect. Something, she was kind of like weirded me out. But then Sam brought up the point that their families got along so well. Oh my God, their families wanted to go to Pound Town with one another. (laughs) They were so into one another. And she talked about how like, you know, that was really the the only two families that were like straight up supportive. And she's right. And do you remember in the weddings when Kelly walks off and Kenny like okay so you were uh, we're going ahead of a okay, lot of stuff okay you're right you're right so you're right, we're, you're right. we're clearly going to we're clearly going to talk we're gonna about bounce Ke- around. we're t- clearly going to talk about Kelly and Kenny first yeah so sam thought they were going to make it you didn't think that they'd make it yeah do you remember what my prediction was you thought they would i thought that they'd make it are you yeah. sure yeah cuz uh, we had bets before okay so i thought they were going to make it i can't even remember them um honestly 
I thought that I think if I thought that they were gonna make it, I I just assumed that they would just go through with it. I thought I think you thought I think you said they were gonna make it because I was saying they weren't. You usually take up the opposite <laughs> opinion. Gotta make it exciting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Leading up to this whole thing, I felt they were boring up until it was really a, a plot point that they were not having sex. When it became like a strange plot point that they weren't having sex, and honestly, when Kenny lied at the there, there was a mixer that they all had when okay. they first got to Mexico, and like everybody's talking about sex, 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 and then Kenny's like, "Put it this way, bros, I couldn't go running in the morning," and the guy's like, "Yeah, Kenny," and it's so just like, "What I does found- that mean?" I didn't even understand what that means. I guess because he's too tired from boning from going to Pound Town. I read, I don't know, I spent about four hours of my life figuring that out, and it appears that he was talking about, everyone's uh, on the internet agrees that he was talking about having blue balls. So that's the thing, but like it didn't seem, it didn't, they all like high-fived him after that. Yeah, but I think it was an editing thing. Well, regardless of the fact. And you want to hear some wild ass shit? (laughs) Okay, go ahead. (laughs) That is just from social media. Kenny like put this whole thing on his Instagram about how like he had it in his contract that he wasn't going to have sex because he like is like a godly man and does thinks that's between a man and a woman in a different concept. Sex is supposed to be between a man and God. And that is it. (laughs) He basically is saying on Instagram that he's the reason they didn't have sex, which is confusing. Bullshit because there was the whole, there was, there was an episode, there was an episode in which he's laying in bed and being like, okay, so like you understand that like, you don't want to have sex, but I want to have sex as long as we all know that. Yeah. And, and then she's like, yes, I just think we shouldn't have sex because I'm not attracted to you in that way. I like brunettes. Um, she yeah. didn't say that till the end. Kelly's shady, y'all. First of all, Kelly is uh, her family. I think I believe her dad's name is Jerry. The star of the show, Jerry's Ponytail. Jerry's Ponytail. And we talk about Jerry's Ponytail. That, that is a crispy, crispity, crunchity family, folks. They seem crunchy as hell, except for the mom. The mom Who seemed like a New York, like a Long Italian Island mom, or yeah, she seemed like a Northern mom. The dad looks like he inv- like he invented like some software in like 1988. Yeah, like, and hasn't taken off his Birkenstocks since then either. The the sister is a yoga instructor. Ha- clearly, has to be. I mean, th- that super hippie. Ashley pointed out like her like the like the metal work. She had earrings. some yeah, like handmade metal hand pounded metal jewelry the whole and then ashley you said that uh, kelly's job is suspect as well apparently yeah. what yes. does she work for oh baby people have blown her up on the internet she works for beach body which is a multi-level marketing scheme it's like Ponzi a scheme pyramid yeah it's basically is really specifically targets um women who don't have any other options and so it's it's a it's a very specific evil it's uh it's called beach body stay away from it and she and she kind of seems like somebody who would be like that in a scheme yeah Yeah. because her thing is health instruct health coach or whatever she's a beach body lady they like message women on instagram who've just had babies and be like don't you wish your body looked different after the baby we can help you now kenny seems like a stand-up dude loving kenny kenny's fucking mom pretty as hell dad cool as fuck (laughs) i don't know i don't know (laughs) his dad was cool (laughs) 
Where did that go? But his dad stole his mom from somebody. Like that was oh, yeah, at the pool. <laughs> the pool. Yeah, That's I did cool like that his hell, mom man. walked in and she was like, "Y'all drinking in here?" Yeah, you know? better be. Yeah, yeah it was and like, he was like journaling before his wedding. Yeah, I what a love sweetie! That. I just think anytime I saw him, I was like, he seemed a little bit more handsome every time I saw the guy. Kenny got hotter and hotter as the show went on, a hundred percent because of his personality. He did seem like anytime he was doing an interview or talking to the camera, he's just like. Well, I made this decision, and we are going to be in love forever, and we will get married. Like yeah. it's like it seemed like he wasn't so thrilled with her, yeah. But just being like, this is this is the type of thing I follow through on things that I do. My name is Kenny. Yeah, I've come from a stable family, and now we do pray. Okay, so he gets up to that altar, and in the marriage, he says, "Yes, I do." He goes, "I of course will do that because we came this far, and we're going to stay together forever." And then Kelly says, "Unfortunately, I." I don't. Sorry there, buddy. Yeah. And then she walks off. And then Kenny gives a speech to everyone in attendance that is so wonderful and heartfelt. And he is just like, you know, this has been a wild ride. There's been a lot of ups and downs. It's a confusing time for everyone. And, you know, sorry, everyone. He just gives I, I this I want to thank everybody. Speech. We love all of you. I want to thank everybody for being here. And uh, I'm just going to say right now I'm in shambles. But I'm not going to let you guys know that. But and if, then you, Kelly's if you guys want to get a drink afterward, if you guys want to eat a little bit of food. We have some food hors d'oeuvres, like, but that. he was like being so accommodating. He was to the being family. very accommodating. But then Kelly's mom like turns around and goes, "I love this guy." Yeah, she's she's God, I love this guy. Yeah, she's in love with him. And then there, the down sister in- beforehand was pretty much telling Kelly like jump on this situation everyone in kelly's family was like he is the best guy you've ever brought home yes um this is a winner and kelly's like "Mm, i don't know i don't seem to have a personality so i don't think i can do i don't think i can make that decision kelly was kept saying that she wasn't she did she didn't have the hots for him basically kelly who cares (laughs) (laughs) Kenny's a good dude Kelly seems like a good dude now afterwards like the cameraman I did not like Kelly okay this is my problem with Kelly she didn't have a personality to me did you get a feeling of a personality Kenny became more attractive because we got to know him more and he had more of a personality I didn't get to know Kelly more she weirded me out Kelly's Kelly's the biggest villain of the show and she's not being talked about Kelly's tough. I Poor freaking Jessica. Everybody hates Jessica. People hate no, Jessica. No, Jessica's a gem. She made this show. Thank God for Jessica. Kelly's the problem. So afterwards... Okay, they, I'm sorry, they, Kelly, if you're listening to the show. They do these post-interviews, and uh, they have they have Kenny. He's like back to where, where the grooms He's were like hanging out. He's like in the out. wine cellar. And uh, the cameraman's like, so do you think you're still going to like... Patrick, don't ask me that, eat, Patrick. Yeah, <laughs> He gets in such a mode that was so scary, but still in control. He became like a heated pastor. Because the producer was like, do you think you're still going to be together? Are you going to still try and like make things work? And he's like, Patrick, I, I'm t- that is wrong that you just asked me. That is wrong. I, I can't. Why are you asking me? You're I still not- filming? Don't, what? You better stop you filming be- right now. I, I can't answer any of these. I won't answer any of these questions right now. I can't. Yeah. That isn't right. That's yeah. wrong. That is wrong. And it's just like, you can tell he's like fucking losing his mind he's right flipping. now. Because I feel like Kenny was like, knew that there was something up, but he was like, Kelly, just go along with this because we don't want to embarrass our families and be no, embarrassed on I TV. No, I think he really liked her. I, I think he liked her, but I think he also, I think more importantly, he thought Ken, Kelly was down to just do this I feel bad that I went off on Kelly. I just feel like she schemed me. I really feel like she conned me because I feel like she was just talking about how attractive and 
and how intense their physical connection and emotional connection is. And then like the second to last episode, she was like, I like brunettes. I was like, what the hell? What's going on? Yeah, it was she uh, played me. a bizarre situation. I really, I, honestly, out of all of the people uh, on the reunion, this is the one I want to see the most, this couple. That's why I'm so heated. Yeah, I just feel like I got lied to. At least Jessica's like her messy ass self the whole time. I just hope that Kenny isn't as respectful at the reunion. You hope he gets dirty? I hope he lets it out a little bit. He needs to yeah. let out a little bit of something. Yep. Let, let, you know, he's he's got blue balls all around, I think. You know what I mean? Emotionally as well. Mm. So I guess we should move on to um, the next couple that's maybe exciting to talk about. Who, who would you like to talk about next? I think, why don't we just talk about Cameron and Lauren next? Because, what? Yeah, no. No, because like, they saved them for last because they were like the perfect couple that actually made it. And spoiler alert, once again, folks, they got married. They did They're it. They're fucking perfect. Cameron's incredible. Lauren's incredible. They need a spinoff. There's a reason Netflix started this series with them being the first to ask um, for marriage and them being the last wedding. It's because they're the stars. So you don't find Cameron a little creepy? I found Cameron a little creepy with the touchiness, the touchy feeliness, but, but he's not so slow too, like so quiet and slow. But by the end, I was like, "Nah, Cameron's perfect and sexy." What about the fact that he rapped at, at for for Endearing. Lauren's mom? You like that? Yeah, I like it, everything about Cameron and Lauren. His rap was really like hip hop to hippie going yeah. to college and i'm doing my thing nick cringed so <laughs> hard like, nick cringed like i do when damien and Gigi are fighting so um they the whole will they won't they hear was will lauren will, lauren might have cold feet she's very independent she's used to being on her own she doesn't know if she can live with another person she feels like this is very fast plus the entire arc for their characters were um was the racial thing um uh lauren uh had never dated a white man before yeah and um and her father was i guess very historically against he was vocal about black family staying together yes and when they met it was one of the most intense scenes i had ever seen it was it was so okay you know what i can't believe i said i liked the circle more <laughs> i mean love is blind wins love is blind it was so compelling that scene lauren's dad talking to cameron the two of them it was um i think you and i stood up like, we were sitting on the couch, and we stood up to watch the TV closer. Incredibly intense. Cameron played it very... He played a very passive game there. I yeah. Mean, and I think that was smart, although the closing remarks from Lauren's dad were, I'll, lo I'll like him if she loves him, but honestly, he's a little too... Um, mellow. Mellow for me. Yeah. And he was very mellow. He was, was so very mellow. mellow. And uh, trying to sweet... Kind of trying to being real sweet boy-like. And uh, uh, Lauren's dad was just like, mm, I don't know about this. Now... When they show, uh, we'll cut to the wedding. Yeah. And uh, dad shows up, and dad is completely diffuses the situation. Dad's so sweet. So He's crying. sweet, crying, and immediately loving on the the loving on his daughter, and seemed to be incredibly not a, not an ounce of. Uh, not accepting uh, so the situation, supportive. completely supportive of the whole thing. And it doesn't pop up at the actual wedding, the sort of um, uh, racial aspect of this storyline. So uh, Lauren's dad went with Lauren and Cameron to meet Cameron's parents. 
So they had hung out a little they bit. They had more. hung out. And yeah, we yeah, never yeah. got to really see Cameron's parents, huh? No, we saw um, his mom show up a yeah. little bit and his mom was kind of like this is fucking weird. <laughs> but we're in the wine cellar, oh, so that's not what I read it as. I did. I, I read it as her being like my little baby grew up so fast in my mind you're still 5. 12. And, uh, 12. You're still 12. Mm-hmm. And I just read it as like a sweet moment. She seemed freaked out by the whole situation. Huh. Which is probably why we didn't get much of them. They probably didn't want the cameras to come by and to do that. Because you know you would have want to see uh, uh, Lauren's dad meet uh, uh, Cameron's parents. You know you would have want to see that. It must have been w- just very chill. and chill. Yeah. Maybe they didn't film it because cause we've had the situation before on uh, the parent situation when Damien's parents didn't want to be involved in this whole sitch um so uh yes they go cameron lauren they get up to the altar they do these these dramatic pauses that make you feel like something's gonna happen that's got to be an editing thing of they're not like is. really pausing it that long of course but it is i want to just take a note here to be like let everyone know that lauren was a beautiful angel and they had beautiful fresh flowers and a, a woman playing the harp. Their wedding was like an actual real wedding where some of these other weddings felt sort of like a Sears family portrait. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, well, and then they both say I do. And then they party. Fucking Cameron cries. They party. Cameron cries the entire time. They He's got to stop crying. They, I, I like he that cries we this saw, entire show. I like that we saw their reception. That's how I wanted to end it, the series. And that's how we ended the series. Yeah. We saw the reception. They're dancing. They're having a good time. Yep. Uh, seems like, uh, you know, the families could get along. Um, uh, we didn't really get to see any interaction. Beso- God, I can't wait for this reunion. But the reunion will be interesting. I truly hope that they are still together and that they are happy and that uh, Lauren is creating content oh, for baby, whatever they're she still together. content with. And I've done a deep dive on her Instagram. She's in that house. Um, I wonder if she kept her old house. You know, we still need to oh, know. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. And I also want to know whether or not Cameron is still a scientist. And I also want to know who was Lauren's brother who was at the wedding. I wanted to hear about him. Could we? T- His name is Nicholas. Could we talk about um, yes. some of the friends? Here? Yes. We get to meet a couple of Cameron's friends. At the bachelor party. To scientist friends. We meet two of the dorkiest little scientist boys I've ever seen. Oh, my God. The friends on this show, the boys' friends on this show, mm-hmm. all around, all the grooms were really the biggest freakazoids you could ever I love them. But I love these little science guys They're in their, their glasses. These guys were nerd scientist men. Yeah. And it's interesting to see that's who Cameron keeps around him. Because Cameron's a handsome guy. Barrel chested. as Barrel chested. The ladies like it. The ladies like it's it. bad for a suit. It's bad for a suit, um, as yeah. the tailor said. Cameron is hot. Yeah, um, and, and he's got nerdy little friends. Nerdy friends who said like, "Hmm, that's interesting." Like yeah, sixty-five well, times. Yeah, they're uh, like in an episode. I, they're mm, like, "I think that if Cameron likes her, then it's probably a good decision." One friend was like, "Cameron dates classy women, and it sounds like she's also very classy, classy and, and you know, like classy, interesting women, and yeah. uh, that's gonna be sophisticated who like art." A lot of friends were weird. So let's move on to something more exciting. I, by the way, hate the word classy. I think that he actually said that the friends were. Um, interesting the, women no I think he says sophisticated sophisticated I women. find the word classy to be effed up why because it's just like saying that someone belongs to a certain class yeah well, you know we all know uh, from watching Parasite that we're just done with the whole class situation yeah get out of here so um, a little bit more of an interesting situation uh, we have uh, let's let's talk about Damien and Jiggly. oh come on Jiggly Gina pause that Giannino Giovanni 
Jijini Nini. Go ahead and say her name, Ash. We took a pause. Go ahead. It's Giannina. That's what I said. Always defer to me when we're talking about Italian-sounding names. All right? That's Giannina. Now, Damien and Giannina, um, they were the first up for the weddings. Um, it was Because cliff- it was a cliffhanger from the episode before. Cliffhanger from the, the second, to the penultimate episode of the show. And um, I, she says I do. She says I do. At the end of the episode before the wedding. And Damien is just like, you, you, I loved you for the moment I saw you, and you loved me at first, and then I saw other things happen where you didn't love me like I loved you, and you changed too many times, and then I loved you again, and you didn't love me, but then you started to love me again, and then I loved you back. But this I couple can't almost get ruined to you. this show for me. So Damien says no. Yeah. And like, first His of all, face dramatic. is all screwed up. These two are the most dramatic out of all of them. He's got an actor's resume floating around the internet. Does he? He's seen the way he's talked. He's like, I'm giving this bow to you because you are present. And I'm are, the present. I am the present for you. And it's just like all this melodramatic shit. Yeah. And then her being like, Do you know how I said that? The, you know how you said that sex was with me is the best sex of your life? Do you ever wonder? Why I never return the compliment? Why did she say that, by the way? Like, I, just, it's just a dramatic moment. She's like a drama. She really, like every moment they're that playing Giannina, for cameras. Every moment that Giannina could take, like her close up, like this is my close up. Um, Do it, you ever wonder? It's like she's so like clearly like trying to go for like the Oscar at every moment, and she yeah. wants the Emmy for best. These people made me cringe so hard. Yeah, he says no at the altar. Who cares? I'm over this couple. I cringe throughout every scene. They Giannina's whole family like clutches their pearls, and then like Giannina runs out of this. Okay, this was actually a really she good moment. She runs away. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. And she runs and then she trips on her on her tr- on her train Him, yeah. uh, of her dress and then slips and falls in mud. Yeah. And it's fantastic. That was actually a pretty inter- That was the most entertaining thing that she did all season. And of course they're like post game is like the, it's like an empty c- uh, cathedral, empty chapel with like yeah. chairs stacked up and then like Jeannie like walking towards each other then apart. It's like choreographed. Jeannie like takes two chairs and like puts them down. Sit talk since talking is communication is the one thing that we can't do let's communicate right now and damien's like i always love you even though i can't fit all of my teeth in my mouth do you know how bad i wanted to say yes up there and then she's like you hurt me how could you hurt me uh, I, I assume that these two like uh, uh, will be like off and on forever and ever. Um, yeah. Based on both wanting to like keep like the the fact that this show is very popular like alive in their lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like I imagine like they will have gotten together again for the reunion. But like be broken up at the reunion. That's a good you know, prediction. Like it's like like we're gonna find out like I actually moved we actually moved in with one another for three months. Yeah. And the show was airing, so, we so realized we act- were actually good for each other. So so you guys are actually together right now. No, actually we are not together right now. Like, you know, they have yeah. broken up and you know, they're gonna be that couple, I think. Um throughout this but i am i'm once again you know i'm excited to see what the hell happens between the two of them it's interesting let's they, get they to were my girl entertaining let's Who's your get girl? to my girl who jessica so we're saving barnett and uh what's his what's her name amber amber for last huh 
Uh, All right, Mark and Jessica. Uh, People have been calling her Messica on the internet. And I'd like to just clarify why I said she's my girl. Yeah, everybody hates her. What's going on? I hate her too, but I find her to be so compelling and and so watchable and such a good reality television villain. She's not my girl. I don't like her, but I am glad she's on the show because if she wasn't, who would we have? I mean, you'd have all the rest of the people on the show. Yeah, and we'd be bored as fuck. So basically with Jessica is if you were following the Jessica-Mark situation, Mark was Jessica's second choice. Barnett did not choose Jessica to propose to. He chose Amber instead. Jessica then flailed in the pod and asked Mark to take her back, even though Mark is 24 and Jessica is... 36 34 34? and when she's 40 he'll be 30 yeah and when she's 50 he'll be 40 and when she's 60 he'll be 50 can't get over this we don't think she's 34 in this house i'm sorry i'm sorry i surround myself with people in their mid-30s yeah every single one of them looks 10 years younger than jessica i'd say she's a good 42 we do not like to shame people no. for aging but i think i love aging i just think that jessica is in her 40s and that's why the age difference was so crazy for jessica because fucking newsflash folks mark looks 34 mark looks old as fuck She'd yeah, never Damien have to ex- also look like he was like thirty six. They're all so old. He's supposed to be twenty eight on that They're show. They're all so old. I was DMing with our friend Russ. By the way, um, check out our uh, podcast with Russ Stevens where we talk all about British reality. It happened a couple of weeks ago. I was DMing with him on Instagram because he's like addicted to this show too, and he can't believe how they get away with. Um, They're all just these lying, lying about, about their, their age. Mark, he does have a twenty four year old soul. I-, I will say that. But he looks in his 30s. So, like, no one would ever really ask any questions about that. I could see Mark being that. 24. He, he acts 24. But that face, that face is, belongs to a 30-year-old <laughs> man, okay? I think Lauren and Cameron are the ages they say they are. Lauren was 34 and Cameron's 32. I think Amber and Barnett say the ages they are. I don't think Damien's 28. And I do not think Jessica's Damien 34. Damien is not fucking 28. And fucking how old is Kelly and Kenny? They're both in their 50s. <laughs> what the they look old as what? hell. All right. So I want to, we're, we're, we're moving off the point here. Mark and Jessica. So that's their whole, there was this whole age thing. As they start to like, first of all, Jessica's like toying with Mark the entire time. She inv- and like, like gets introduced to and introduces themselves to their entire family and friends. Not one person brings up the age thing ever. And every single time you get the same fucking interview from Jessica being like, and they didn't bring up the age thing. And it's like, maybe this isn't such a problem. It's like, no one is that rude. But then rude. she would always bring it up. She'd be like, I know that you uh, probably are worried about your son dating someone who's my age. And then the mom would be like, no, that's cool. There's an age difference between us. Yeah. And then she, with her friends, she was like, he's younger than me. And then he's- like her friends were like, yeah, but that's like all the rage. Yeah. Her friends were like, good for you. And that's- she's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I guess it is good for me. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, she clearly just doesn't like the guy because he's little. Yeah, he's a little too short for. He's little. He's a little man, little Mark, and um, you know, he's not that little. Can you do her voice, her baby voice? It's kind of like that. I it's just like, think, hi, B. 
when Barnett would come in Hi, the pod. Hi, when she gets drunk, it's way worse, too. Hi, also, baby. she's a lush. She is The woman's got an alcohol problem. I mean, she, I've never seen anybody light up when somebody pours a glass of wine for her. Like, all of a sudden, she, like, breathes a sigh of relief. Yeah. And then uh, starts 69ing her dog. Like, she, her, the relationship between her dog and herself is creeping me out. She I fed her like dog it. wine, which is, like, illegal, I Disgusting, think. Disgusting. Uh, real creep. Dogs we, are allergic to grapes. I've been trying to uh, get uh, Lily to drink a beer for fucking since we got her. She won't even go near this stuff. And that's a good little kitty we got, Aww. Lily. She won't go near that beer. So, yeah, it's... um. Jessica's a mess, okay? But, She's drunk. She's, like, at Barnett's birthday party being like, I thought about... At, there are 48 hours in a day, and I thought of you 46 of those hours, you know? And then she's, like, eating a chicken wing in a corner. It's just... Yeah. Apparently, Jessica, she blamed Amber and Barnett for that because they got her to drink whiskey, if you caught that during, like, that oh, final apology yeah. tour she went on. She just... But she, she was, was also a like, mess. She was also like, oh, you guys are right above me because it's like i got i keep walking naked in front of the balcony balcony i gotta remember to stop doing that yeah and then i i understand why everybody hated her because she was like constantly stringing mark along and then mark she'd be like in an interview she'd be like mark is emotionally available and that is a red flag and it's like what is this lady talking about and she wouldn't bone mark but then then she did then bone she did mark bone but it was mark. like not a plot point like all of a sudden like they just started telling people that they boned yeah and it was like they're like yeah we got mark like cut a cut a deal with her and just like let me tell people we had sex no i think they actually boned and it stopped being a plot point but i think that she was just like she was uh oh my god what about when they're trying on wedding dresses and she puts that wedding dress on she starts crying and she's like it just doesn't feel right and the woman is behind her like oh is there something wrong with the dress like she's like no it just feels like it's the one and that doesn't feel right for me yeah and it's just like she was and the woman's like so it's too good i'm sorry i'm not really (laughs) understanding this i'm not being paid enough to do this i just work here yeah she was just so melodramatic and messy and i feel like she just brought a lot to the show oh she was great she's a goddamn star and i think that really like i said i think Kelly really proved herself to be the villain. I think everyone thinks Jessica's the villain. Uh, hey, Kelly, once again, bringing but up I Kelly. Just, I just feel like... You don't think Giannina is, is, was no, not the villain? Gian, no, she's just like a child. She's like 24 or something. And Mark's 24. Yeah, okay, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't think Mark's a villain either. So, um, cut to the wedding. Um, Mark's standing there. His whole family's in the audience. We're starting to feel like, I started to feel like it was suspect. Everybody, all of the uh, the brides were get had people there to walk them down the aisle. Okay? You know, like a wedding. Like a wedding. And fucking Jessica's just standing there looking at some ushers. Like, yeah. In a wedding dress. Cut to the actual wedding and... Jessica's side, not a soul sitting there. No family. First of all, these things whatsoever. were like three quarters filled anyway. Yeah. Like these were pretty bad Except attendances. Except for Lauren and Cameron's wedding. That shit was packed. So I'm like, okay, she's going to say no. She's like laughing as she's walking up the aisle. And then they she's smiling. Pop, she's not they laughing. They pop the question. Uh, you know, first of all, all of like the, the priests and these pastors and these things were like ridiculous. They were like improvisers yeah. from like, like, like an Atlanta improv team. They like, answered an ad that was like, are you a comedian? Yeah, Do you want to be on a reality television program? So, then they ask like you know uh, mark do you and he's like of course i do look at her come on she's gonna say yes too please please say yes please please say yes please say yes and jessica they're like jessica how about you and she's like mm, 
no. <laughs> and then just kind of turns around and walks out. What about like when they were in the, like saying their vows and she looks at him and she's like, I love you. And he's like, I love you yeah. too. I think they talked about this before. I think so too. I think because she was like, had no stress like yeah. the entire time. She was about to break Either that or she heart. was riding high on some Xanax. Uh, something's going on with Messica. Uh, God, she, she's really, <sighs> you love to hate her. Uh, yeah, and I'm kind of interested in what's going on here. I want to see I what Mark's wait. up to. I really I want to see what Mark's up to. I can't wait for an update. So then, like, afterwards, like, she was, like, also, like, gave, like, a sorry, not sorry, like, post-interview. And then just, like, got in an SUV and, and drove away. And got the hell out of there. And Mark just, like, had his mom crying for, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, clutching him to her bosom. So, the, um, we got Amber and Barnett. This was a little interesting because they really made it, they made, they edited it to make it look like Barnett was, might say no. Here. Getting some cold feet. And Amber seemed to really, like, I've got everything riding on this. Yeah. Like, she seemed I haven't stressed. talked to my fiancé all morning. Yeah, she seemed really stressed out. You know? But then when it cut to him being there, he just seemed kind of, like, chill. So, Amber and Barnett, their whole storyline through this entire thing was like you kind of feel like amber's almost the villain like going into this like you almost at least for me i felt like i, I was like more on jessica's side of things in the beginning in the beginning and you're like oh look at amber she's like super young super hot like she's got like a real alpha attitude she's going for it hardcore in her interviews her interviews are like cutthroat kind of like mm, sorry jessica like i'm clearly gonna get this win and i don't give a shit about you and i'm like whoa amber. yeah because barnett and and jessica and amber had like a love triangle there was a little bit but there was also a person named jc or something lc lc that was like in there forgotten forgotten never to be seen again um who i kind of liked her i thought yeah. she was cool but so um there was this sort of tug of war a little bit over a passive aggressive tug of war over barnett while they were like still in like the hotel and the pod situation and then jessica got drunk and showed like the first sign of like the messica i'm gonna get drunk and be like by the way like amber barnett's like full of shit and i just don't want you to get hurt which is yeah. such like a bullshit she's like pulling thing. at her side like, she's like he just like he's like full of shit everything he says is a lie and i don't want him to hurt you like he hurt me yeah i've just seen this in reality television before where like this seems to be like a, a like a if you're like a bullshit ass woman like you're not like a bullshit ass woman like, well there are bullshit ass people they're bullshit ass men bullshit ass women what does they're, that mean bullsh a bullshit ass woman move is like what jessica was doing the whole time which is like this like side sniping like do you like her like that sort mm -hmm. of like snaky shit i guess a snaky ass woman move. okay when a guy wouldn't be like that a guy would the snaky guy move would be like I would say like a less passive aggressive snake ass move. Do you know what I mean? Like Where what? Like maybe like pantsing a man in front of a woman to show what? his tiny little penis off to everybody. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It would be like aggression towards a man about? just to like make a man feel small. But like that would be like a snaky. Like if this was like a Barnett versus Mark thing. Yeah. He would be making fun of like Mark's like little hands or something and little arms and being like, hey, check it out. Like I'm so much taller than this wimp. That's like a snaky bully move. But I think in the opposite end of the spectrum, when a woman is on like I want the man and I'm going to kind of belittle, they go for the man and be like you know that she's kind of a drunk, right? Or going to Amber and being like, you don't want him because he's like, you know what I mean? It's just like a oh, snaky, passive-aggressive yeah. way to be well, like, that's your thing, uh, Jessica. I'm Amber. I think he likes me more. 
Well, when they were out of the pods and Jessica was talking to Barnett, she would like constantly be like, I never thought you'd end exactly. up with Amber. That's so snaky and such. Like, that's really where she's evil. I just thought it was evil. like more, you were more intellectual, like you are with me. Yeah, like she's stupid. Like, yeah. you don't want her. Is she's she gonna poor. Intellectually, is she going to stimulate you intellectually? So once that started happening, I was like completely team Amber as far as the situation. Yeah. Um, don't I'll, get me wrong. I'm also team Amber. And the thing with Barnett is Barnett seemed like kind of like a child and like a kind of a frat guy. But once I started to see, like, Barnett when, did a 180 on the season. He did a 180. Season. He made all of the right moves. He Anytime really did. Jessica would, like, pull one of these snaky moves at, like, a mixer. When they were out of the he pods. Was, wouldn't say anything terrible. He was just apologizing for his actions in the pods. And yeah. then would be like, no, I'm, like, 100% into Amber. And, I'm like, I, she's my soulmate. And I'm very happy about my choice. Yeah. And Jessica would be like, that's great. No, that is great. That's how I feel about Mark. Yeah. Mark? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mark's like eating a chicken wing off the ground. <laughs> huh? um, and yeah, so I, you totally do a 180. And then you realize that the interview, you look at the, the outfits for the interviews. Uh, Amber was wearing this like floral dress in these interviews and she was wearing it throughout her in interviews the entire season. And then you realize that she's got this shitty attitude towards Jessica because she knows that Jessica tried to snake her man That's like right. seven times throughout the season. What about Of that, course she felt that way. What about that bachelorette party when um, Jessica came up to Amber and she's like I know you I know you and Amber grabbed her head and says if you try and take my man I'll fucking kill you yeah that was like I will really I'll destroy you I'll, I'll destroy your life kill you like yeah. with kind of like a half smile but like uh I will do this I was in the and army they kissed they kissed after that yeah they like kissed on the mouth oh my god I, I that's an <laughs> odd scene I don't even remember that I was so thrown by the yeah the words it was like a pack it um so anyway, we get to um, the oh, then you but you also start feeling for Amber. Amber's like you know she's looks like she might be coming from a tough tough home a little bit. Like I don't Who's know what's to going know? on. Over Who's there. to tell? I mean, Barnett said it was from a rougher side of town, and they definitely showed us like a kid hanging out of the back of a pickup truck. And Barnett ain't rich, folks. No. You know what I mean? And then like they also like there's this whole thing where Amber's like, oh by the way, I'm in terrible debt. Yeah. And I won't get a job. Yeah. <laughs> so those are my things, and we'll just figure it out. And I want to be a stay-at-home and mom. And then Barnett's whole thing was like, my family's completely not into this at all. Yeah, so my family's we'll conservative. See. They don't drink. Um, they they're actually the most unfun people you'll ever meet. And then he brings her home to meet his family, and these are a bunch of sticks in the mud. She like is drinking and cackling at everything and talking about farts, and they are like side eyeing her like crazy yeah dad's like texting these people could not have been more uptight i liked amber's family because they had warmth you know um i think sam on the treadmill said that and then freaking <laughs> barnett's family is just like this cold ass family like i would be like concerned yeah yeah um so they get to the altar and there's like this big pause will barnett he's like i don't know about this i don't know about no, this amber know goes about first this. Yeah. right she's like of course so. and she starts her vows with never have i ever <laughs> yeah. which is a drinking game also it's kind of a red flag it's gonna be interesting to see if they're still interesting to see if they're still together because 
all of their thing is just like all their vows and like everything yeah. they would say is be like, you annoy the shit out of me. No and one gets under my skin more. I am a terrible person, but we still love each other. And we it's just like. We still get each other. Yeah. Even though I want to punch your face. <laughs> it's like their whole relationship is built on antagonism. So they do this long pause after Amber says that she wants to marry him. And then boom, get Barnett like wasn't even like a thought. It was just like, I want nothing more than to marry you. Yeah. I can't believe how in love with I am. It was sweet. You. was sweet. I was happy to see them get married. I mean. Those and two dummies. It'll be interesting. I mean, what do you think? You think they're together? I and, do. And, and I mean, I think you also probably know spoilers. I do. Everything. So yeah. I'm, I'm just not interested in talking to you about this. We're going to obviously on Thursday, uh, the, um, the reunion shop will be watching the crap out of those and we will be reporting back on our following podcast. Um, okay, let's move on to Survivor. Wow, Ash. we have so much to say about everything, don't we? Uh, we do. I probably have less to say about Survivor. I'm loving it. Um, we I'm loving had, it. Da, 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 da. We had talked about kind of doing like um, a, a review-ish type segment on this show every two episodes. I don't think we're going to do that just because things are not happening in the same way that they do on other shows. Survivor is more of a slow burn. There's not so much to recap. You know what I mean? I almost feel like it's the opposite. Really? Yeah, but I can understand where you feel that way with the slow burn. I think things move at such a crazy pace that there's almost nothing to recap because it's all action and it's all the same type of action. Mm, maybe. So, la- so the the last two episodes, which is what we've watched since we've talked about it the last time, um, was it... Who was it that went home? Danny went home two episodes ago and Ethan went home last episodes. And those are both like quote unquote old schoolers who were in the um, Boston Rob Alliance. So this new schoolers in Boston Rob's teams now have the numbers on their side, including the swarmy guy named Adam who pissed everybody off last season. Yeah. So this guy, Adam, is uh, he won Gen X versus millennials. Yeah. And he seems to be getting a lot. He does a lot of talking because he gets a lot of time on these shows. He gets a lot of screen time. And what was interesting about this last episode where Ethan gets voted in, um, this guy Adam seems to think that he has Boston Rob's like allegiance, that they're getting along. He thinks they're buds. And uh, Boston Rob wants, who did he initially want to go home? I can't even remember. Mm, I don't remember. It was either. like they're thinking maybe Adam. They're thinking maybe Ben. They're thinking like a couple of people of these new school alliance. People. But the new school people all wanted Pavardi. Parvati, I believe, is how we pronounce it. Parvati. It's like poverty, but Parvati, um, who is an old school fan favorite, um, and they seem to be the new schoolers seem to be wanting to go for her because she seems to be like the underboss here. Yeah, Rob is the guy who is the king on the island, and it seems like they want to take out Rob's main alliance person, but not take a shot at Rob. So they, for the uh, this season so far, Parvati's name has been in a lot of new schoolers' mouths. Oh yeah. So Adam is talking about getting Parvati to, um, you know, be thrown in, and he's getting all the new schoolers behind him. Adam makes the decision to bring Rob in, Boston Rob in on this, and he goes, hey, listen, Boston Rob, we're thinking the new schoolers here. I mean, he doesn't use this language, but that's what Rob takes it as. We're thinking Parvati, and Rob's like, you're kidding me. And he's like, no, I'm not kidding. He's like, do you think you really have the numbers? And Adam says, yeah, I think we have the numbers, and I think you should be with us. He's like, Rob's like, 
what about me? Am I safe? How's this going to go down? He's like, you're safe. We just want Parvati out of this game. And Rob's like, I don't like this, but all right, fine. But you got to promise me that I'm safe. And he's like, all right, it's me and you to the end. Yep. And they do like a fist bump. And then Rob Rob immediately immediately gets up. He immediately gets up. I don't know who he goes to talk to. Parvati goes immediately to Parvati. He goes, Adam wants you out. And then Parvati's like, why did he tell you? And he's like, because he's an idiot. Yeah. And he's like, this is crazy. Then he goes over to the new schoolers that aren't Adam. And he goes, Adam told me everything. You guys want Parvati. He told me everything. And they're like, what the fuck? They're like, no, they're like, we're not. Parvati's fine. We're not touching anybody. Parvati's not. We're not not doing Parvati. And he's like, I know. Adam told me. He's like, no, I know what's going on. So I'm just going to let you know. I know this right now. And we got to get her right. He's like, what's good? And he's like, Adam's talking to everybody. He's got the biggest mouth on the... The the way Rob works, and this has been three episodes now, of Rob and his alliance being on the chopping block. Yeah. Him getting a piece of information of this and then going completely at the source and using... What seems to be straightforwardness, but really is just a manipulation tactic. It's calculated, baby. It's 100%. Watching this man work on this show, and then all of a sudden you go around and everybody starts talking, and Parvati is not on this chopping block No one's talking about her anymore. No, and it's actually Adam. Everybody's like, should we just throw Adam in? Adam's own alliance is like, I can't believe, why did he tell Rob? It makes no sense. Like, what is he doing? Now they're not liking the fact that Adam's trying to play both sides of the now he's the guy who's putting his head on the chopping block. But then a few of the players decide that it seems like this game is moving in a direction that I do not want it to move. And so instead of voting off Parvati from the old school, they vote off Ethan. Who's still also part of the old school. But it re- what it does is it chops some of the old school people out. It mm-hmm. takes a little power away from Rob, but it also shows Adam that he's not pulling the strings anyway. So yeah. honestly, folks, Survivor is a fantastic show. There is not a quicker hour personally for me that goes by than survivor it's so quick i think i probably to be honest that am enjoying survivor more than i enjoyed um love is blind i know it sounds crazy after talking mm. about it love is blind they're so different they're so different they are very different i uh, it makes me once again i've talked about this before it makes me sad that i've missed out on, yeah. on so many seasons of survivor i have um after each episode we've watched i have gone to cbs survivorcasting.com and started you to fill it this. out because uh, I'm like, I need to be a part of this. Also, you said it was like 60 days in. What did you mean by that? Oh, um, well, I... Uh, okay, you so were talking on, about Sandra. On the, Sandra, on the other uh, team, um, we find out that Tyson is going wants has thrown Sandra's name. Oh, right, right, and, right. Uh, so the way Sandra sort of speaks about this, and I've seen this with a couple, Rob too, the way, I mean, it, it, there is a sense of you say my name. If I don't retaliate immediately, I'm going to look weak and everybody's going to vote me off. Yeah. So the way that I deal with this is I have to, like, in the show 60 Days In and in jail, if somebody tests you, okay, if somebody calls you a certain word or name that in that jail means fight immediately, if you don't fight immediately, you're going to get beat up every single day until mm. you get moved out of there. You're going to get picked on and you're going to get voted out by everybody beating you up and yeah. you having to leave. Yeah. So it felt that way on this show where she's like tyson says something to somebody i believe it's a yule yeah um says hey listen i don't like the way sandra's moving let's make a move on sandra and sandra yule who goes right over to sandra rats out tyson and sandra's like i'm gonna knock this guy's teeth out basically i'm not gonna allow this to happen don't fuck with me and i if i let this go i'm gonna be a target and they are gonna vote vote me out that's exactly what rob did 
Rob saw it and he was like, somebody's testing me. I have to immediately take care of this or it's going to get out of my hands and people are going to think I'm weak and they're going to think that I can be voted out or that poverty can be voted what out. What about just taking the higher road and just kind of sitting back and being like, yeah, you can do that if you want and like chilling. What do you, <laughs> Ashley, you have completely <laughs> laid down on this couch. Folks, I think that's the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, follow us on all platforms at Reality Blows Pod on Twitter, at Reality Blows Podcast on Instagram. Uh, make sure you're rating our podcast five stars on the Apple Podcast app and our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Reality Blows. Uh, we will talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye.